Okay. And we're live. What's going on? Not much. This yeah. is Oliver. This is Isaiah. And uh, this is, I think, the, let's say... Second episode. Yeah, first one. The first one was introduction. Introduction to it. This one is um, an actual episode. We're actually going to be talking about um, an actual topic. Mm-hmm. And this topic is... Um, sort of uh, pretty broad one, but health uh, and more so yeah. eating habits, how yeah. they can become uh, an impediment that's to a, a happy word. life. They can be a vice. That's they can a great be, word. I think you use the word idle too. That's pretty helpful. Yeah. I, I think so. Um, for both of us, food has been both a, uh, a gift and a bit of a, a snare for us too. Yeah. Um, so, on my part, I was pretty heavy for a while. Um, long story short, short. Well, you, you don't have to, you, you don't have to be that short. I mean, nah, you, know, yeah. you can tell them, like, how, how heavy were, were you at your heaviest? I mean, I was young, and I was like 180. I was probably, you know, let's say I was 180 and I was about in the fifth grade. So that would, you know, yeah, give you some rough idea of about where I was body weight. And I was always the heavy kid in class, which is not fun. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you see it pretty often. You become desensitized to it. We don't realize what it's like being that kid. Yeah. And people sort of overlooking any other attributes because you're the heavy kid. And that went on for a while until eighth grade. I said, okay, well, I'm sick of this. I'm old enough to make a decision to change things. And um, I used this really crazy weight loss technique called dieting and exercise and uh it worked pretty well wow yeah it 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 worked it was nice just eating less i remember as a kid having this habit of coming home oreos those were a big one for me oreos do it yep i i could eat a whole you know sleeve of them not sleeve what do you call them just a container of them basically a tray a tray i could eat a tray (laughs) as long as i had enough tray And uh, I never thought twice about it because that's just eating unhealthy, not thinking anything about it. And then um, lost weight, you think people would notice. They really don't. Um, It's usually a gradual process. And then they look at earlier photos of you and they realize, hey, you did lose just an incredible amount of weight. And that's all you really get. Mm. But what you don't realize you get is, you know, health and sort of feel better and not be destroying your body. Yeah. Um, so that was it. Lost weight. Gained it back after high school. Mm-hmm. Not as bad. Lost it again. So you were dieting as a kid? Yeah. Like how old were you, would you say? This was from, well, so I was, I don't know if I said I lost weight. I had lost weight in the eighth grade. So it was from like late sixth grade into seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that, it was eighth grade. And then so leading into your adulthood life, because you're 24. Yep. Right. I'm 22. Yeah. Um, have you had struggles with food, like yes. portions, and um, like to the point where it's just like I think I'm eating too much. Like you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And usually, you would think it, it would be sort of like this subconscious thing where you know you're having a little too much, but once you actually look at what you're eating, you often realize you're doing it for other reasons. Usually. Boredom is yeah. a is a popular one. I yeah. think that's most people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but yeah, boredom. 
uh, if I was feeling down or anxious, eating is a great way to boost your serotonin levels. Yeah. So they say, um, so you get that reward every time you eat, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah. So that's actually a great segue into to, um, my um, side of it, which is um, the reason why this, I think this podcast would be um, so helpful to people is because um, me and him have a different ways of seeing things, yeah. which is good, but it's also, they meet each other in the middle at some point, and so, which is good. And so, um, the reality is, food is a necessity. We all need food to, to survive. We need water. Um, and so, the reality is, like, for instance, me, my story is, I never had an issue, I never had issues with gaining weight, but I've always had issues with food, mm. if that makes any sense. So, I had a very fast metabolism. I was playing basketball probably like eight to nine hours a day. You're not gonna gain any weight running miles and miles and miles and miles and miles, like, you know, in the hot sun mm-hmm. as a 16 year old, you're not gonna gain any weight. But I ate nonstop all the time. And it's always been a problem for me. And it wasn't until probably last year where I actually started gaining weight. Uh, or no, early, yeah, last year, 2020. Last year. Um, and it wasn't until that point where I started really gaining weight I started really actually um, just like feeling guilty for eating um, because I wasn't hungry. The reason why I was always eating was because um, of stress, like you said, anxiety. Yeah. And that that temporary reward you get from food, um, I think, um, is can be a real um, hindrance um, for um, spiritual growth. And the reason I say that is because... Um, there are many of us, not just me, um, in the world who use food as, as a vice and who use it as a way to cope with things. Mm-hmm. And so um, now if, if that's how you handle things, you have to understand that there is a real possibility that you could be handicapped because in reality is if, if we are to be followers of Jesus, um, then we should understand that our stresses and anxieties should be poured out on him, not on food. Mm-hmm. And so in reality, that's why I say... Um, it can become a real idol for people, including myself. This is something I'm taking myself right now, teaching myself, um, because I literally have to remind myself that it's not food is not the way that I gain pleasure. Um, um, food is not the way. Like I can gain, it should not be the source. It is a source, but it shouldn't be the source. And I think that's the best way to put it. Um, um, food is a necessity and a primal need and desire that we all need and crave. Um, it is a psychological fact, hear me out, that food is a coping mechanism for many, especially for me. When I'm stressed out, I eat. Um, so I think when we cross that boundary line of where we are eating um, to strictly um, deal with our stress and not giving upon the Lord through prayer, um, I think it can get into the area, the gray area, where it's like, okay, maybe I need to pull back a little bit. That's turning a good thing, I think, into an absolute thing and, or an extreme thing. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, uh, if you had any. Uh, so, like, for me, I. what I think is interesting, too, is sometimes it's, like, a good thermometer. Yeah. Like, if my eating's, like, poor, because I know I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. If my eating's poor, I say, like, well, what is it? Like, I... I, we both said stress. Yeah. Like, stress is a big thing. But, like, it what kind of thing. stress? Like, you know, not to get too personal, but yeah. I mean, like, you, you you, say to yourself, well, what is it that's really stressing me out? And you can just, like, and maybe it's, like, outdated, but you can, like, 
psychoanalyze yourself a little bit. Yeah, you can. You can say, well, all right, well, I mean, I know I'm stressed, I'm not dumb, but, like, for me, like, the thing was, I was a very shy person when I was younger, so I had a hard time fitting in. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to eat for fun. Right. Like, um... So, but, so, so behind every... I don't want to go somewhere I say every meal, but those moments where you're like, I really need something to eat. Yeah. Behind those moments, do you think there was a moment of, uh, like behind, sorry, behind that craving of food, mm. was there perhaps, um, there was always a reason, but I'm not looking for the word reason, I'm looking, there was always a, um, something pro- uh, something provoking you to eat. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, unhealthy. I mean, obviously yeah. hunger for the healthy stuff, but... Yeah. And notice it's not good, healthy food. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. you can use that as a thermometer when it's like, wow, I'm eating trash and I am, I don't need to. Yeah. So why am I doing it? And so, like, okay, well, really it comes down to it. I'm having trouble fitting in at a young age. So yeah. then, then, you know, okay, after high school, I'm starting to gain it back. Right. Okay. It's probably because I don't have that sense of belonging that you have when you're in school. Right. Um. You know, I don't know what it was for you. I, yeah. For you, you said stress. For yeah, but stress my, my, life, I don't know. yeah, my my parents got divorced when I was ten, and so there's always been a sense of stress mm. from that moment because life hit me in the face, and so when life hits you in the face, and your childhood is almost like I don't want to say taken go that far, but it's tainted because there's a sense of like wow, like things in life can be taken from you, like like I don't just like exist and I get to play video games all day and that's my life. Like that was very interrupted for me at a young age and it stressed me out as, See, a, as an 11 year old, 12 year old. We, we keep finding new topics and yeah. uh, I think that's one, you know, yeah. that, that, that. But, but, but I'm saying like there, there's always, like for instance, of course we're excusing those people, uh, if you're an individual of which like you have like an actual like um, hormonal problem or a thyroid problem. I know there are people who aren't just like um, um, gaining excess weight um, due to their own choices, but due to medical reasons. So obviously, excusing those people not to make them feel bad. No. Or like you know, saying like oh, if you're big, it's because you have issues. No, that, that's that's not what we're saying. There are always exceptions, but we're referring to those who were in our positions where it's like we eat because we're stressed and we don't handle it the right way. And it's yeah, and it is manageable. That's what really gets you the most, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't have that experience growing up, but yeah. I will say I could understand how that's going to increase your stress. Yeah. Um, it's weird, too. You don't really think of... Oh, you stop thinking about food as, like, a necessity, and it becomes, like, a form of entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the, uh, the scripture that I... Um, was looking into was First Corinthians six nineteen. Uh, many people know this one. Uh, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who's in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. So, that is something that hit me really hard in more recent years, um, because I had to really do a lot of soul searching. Like, why am I eating? Why can't I stop eating? Why am I not handling it the way, like, um, the scripture talks about in all things, um, you're supposed to handle it through prayer and supplication. So you want to, instead of 
going to the cabinet and grabbing your favorite snack. Like my favorite snack is probably like Cheetos. I like Cheetos a lot. So if I'm grabbing Cheetos, I literally have to, because I I do believe it is this serious. When I'm grabbing a snack, I really have to check my motives. Like why am I grabbing the snack right now? Like some people may see it as, as as an extreme, but for someone like me who's had a history of this, I have to check myself constantly. So when I want junk food, mm. and my wife knows this, you know, she she holds me accountable to where like if I'm eating junk food, she's like, "Babe, are you okay?" And I'm like, "I'm okay, I'm okay. I just really just want to watch this movie and I want to have junk food. Like that's I'm okay." Mm. But it's not like there's not an underlying issue there, and so you have to always check your heart. And so back to the scripture real quick in First um, Corinthians six nineteen. Um, it talks about your temple being a temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, and your, what it, and your body is not your own body. Your body is rented. We all know this, whether you're a believer or not. We believe that we're our souls in a temporary body. We all are going to die. And so the reality is, um, uh, I believe that um, our bodies are not our own. We don't belong to ourselves. Um, when we follow Christ, the Lord says, deny yourself and, and take up the cross daily and follow me. And so what we have to do is, um, is really just um, check our hearts, check our motives, um, and really just, um, just see, like, like, why am I doing the things I'm doing, being intentional about the, the decisions I make. And I think that's a big thing, um, being intentional, uh, realizing if my body's not my own, I don't always, um, I should probably treat this body the best way I possibly can. And so, therefore, you don't throw, like, in, in a temple, right, regardless of what religious background you are, um, temple, associated with temples is cleanliness. Associated with, uh, associated with temples are order, organization. No one, when you think of a temple, you don't think of a trash heap. You think of something clean, organized. You think of people who are clean and organized. And so I think that's how we should treat our bodies. I think that's an analogy, how we should treat our bodies. I think we should be intentional about what we put in our bodies. We should be intentional about how we treat them. And that even goes into working out. Mm. Um, I'm not saying you got to be in the gym four or five times a week. That's Some people, that's extreme. And just not logical for most people. Mm. Um, but just just being intentional about your body, knowing what's going inside your body, no, and, and just really, um, yeah, I think just really paying attention um, and realizing that, you know, if this body's not my own, then um, before this body is is you know gone um i should really do the, the best i can to stew it over it hmm. now and i don't know scripture as well as you no, that's fine. I, don't, um, I hardly i don't know anything man uh there's an emphasis on non-pollution yeah for any you know various ways that are mentioned yeah um i mean I just don't see, like, there's not an emphasis on, like, things like exercise. Yeah. Especially with people. It's not, like, their first priority. Usually they go to, like, weight loss is, like, this passive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a lot of people would benefit a lot of, a lot, I mean, it doesn't even matter what group you're talking about, world religion or, you know, atheist societies, whatever. It doesn't matter. All, all people, I think, can get some sort of psychological benefit yeah. from strength training or endurance or something like that and um i don't know you just don't see it promoted as much as just like weight loss like what what is weight loss right is it eating less it doesn't have to be you can try to increase your muscle you can try to increase your cardiovascular health by you know try running that's that's i did walking and then i realized i liked running so yeah 
I think people should try to find specific things that work for them. Yeah. Um, because not only is it going to help you health-wise, it's going to help you on that deeper level. Yeah. Find something that you connect with. And other people do it too. Yeah. It's a great way to meet people. So I'd say it's a great way to get out of a rut that would usually be dealt with food. Yeah. And, and I think I read something um, by Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, uh, she deals with um, tons of things. I'm not crazy smart like that, so I can't really say the scientific names, but she deals with the issues of the brain. And so she, I think she said it takes 21 days to start a habit, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. That's not um, uh, 21 days of doing something repeatedly over and over again um, to the point where it, it kind of comes a lot easier. It almost comes, I don't want to say second nature as much, but it's like um, if, you're, if you want to go to the gym, and you feel convicted in your heart, like, and you know, I need to go work out and do something. I have the time to do it. You know, my kids are taken care of, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have the opportunity to do it. Um, I should go to the gym. And you go to the gym, and you can't do anything because you haven't been to the gym in 15 years. I, can't, I can hardly lift anything if I don't go to the gym for like six months and try to come back and try to lift the same way I was doing when I was 18. That's not gonna work, bro. That's not how it works. Um, People in there have giant muscles and giant, not giant, um, huge endurance levels because they do this every day or every other day. And so do not be discouraged. If you try to go to the gym, please give it more than a day. Give it even more than a week. Understand that your body, ha- as, it's, as, as it's been adjusting to um, a very laid back, more junk food oriented lifestyle, it also needs time to adjust to a more um, active um, lifestyle and so that takes time and so I want to like encourage you like don't like start small but you have to start you know like starting is is, is the hardest thing to do mm. and so that's why just to like interject I, I think so I like had this professor for this personal nutrition class yeah. and she was one of the smartest people I've met honestly yeah. I just think a lot of things that she said resonated with me and um, one of the things that she would always say, if she's talking about like unhealthy eating, uh, you know, use of substances or, you know, choosing not to exercise is um, be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, why am I doing this? And, you know, something like, oh, well, I'm going to eat this diet that has, you know, it's almost strictly meat. Yeah. And I'm not going to knock people that do that. But what I'm saying is... Um, you would get a lot of people claiming certain health benefits that weren't necessarily true. Right. And it would sort of be like, well, be honest with yourself. Like, why are you doing it? Are you doing it because you want to eat meat and you want to be healthy? Or are you doing it because you think that's the best way to do it? Right. Or like a better example is, um, and I'm not trying to knock it. This actually came up. This what? is, uh, something that's like supplements. Yeah. Some people need supplements. I'm not knocking it. But you, you have a very strong I do. feeling about us about supplements so, in, in, in a non I guess intrusive way. Yeah, I, like I mean, without hurting someone's feelings. I, I, how do you feel about supplements? Uh, so I respect people wanting to use them. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of people that could use them. Right. The majority of people that use them don't need them, mm-hmm. and the amounts in some of these supplements can be to really unnecessarily high levels either Mm -hmm. you're going to 
in the case of something like a water-soluble vitamin, you're going to just process it out of your body, which to be a little bolder, you're going to pee it out. Right. And it's going to be your money <laughs> that you are. Now, I mean, it depends on what level you're buying. Usually, lower level is going to be cheaper, and I would recommend that. I'm not a doctor, but I, just as someone that tries to keep an eye on things yeah. that they're putting into their body. Um, so when someone's not a supplement guy, they're probably like an herbs and spices kind of guy, like natural, grown from the earth kind of thing. Maybe. I, I, I mean, so something like, for example, like protein powder. Yeah. There's protein powder, powders out there that are like 50 you know, grams of protein yeah. in a single serving. Your body can only absorb at a maximum 30 grams. That's yeah. not like some wishy, that's, a, that's accepted yeah. in the scientific community. That's a hard fact, I would say, you know, as much as anything is. Right. Um, so really what you're going to do is you're going to just excrete that out of your body and right. you're not going to use it or you're going to store it as fat. Um, I think using it, for example, vegetarians are going to need something like vitamin B12 because that's found in a lot of animal products. Mm -hmm. You can't get it from eggs, I believe, but I don't know how easy that would be. Um, but you get people drinking these vitamin drinks and sort of saying, well, I'm healthy, but their diet's poor. And almost like this is going to counteract it. And so, I don't know. So, ba so, so basically you're saying is that they are eating poorly and they try to balance that with supplements that are supposed to support a healthy diet, not replace a healthy diet. Yes, exactly. And and But you're seeing it in foods, too, that aren't necessarily supplements mm -hmm. or, or not commonly supplemented or, I guess, enriched foods. You'll see a lot of energy drinks that have them now. Mm -hmm. um, whether you like them or not, you know, you're allowed to like them, and I respect you if you like them. But if you're pretending that you're doing it and it's specifically very good for you, mm -hmm. that to me, it, it comes back to that. Be honest with yourself. Why are you doing it? Do you just like the way that they taste? Do you yeah. like the energy? I would respect you. I, I mean, I'd respect you anyways, but I would right. respect it more if you could be honest right. and just say you like to eat unhealthy and you like to drink those drinks. If you do um, and you can be happy, then that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. But... Um, a lot of it, I think, comes back to marketing and sort of making people think that they're making a good choice when maybe mm. they're not. Yeah. That's, that's my shtick. I don't know. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, that was good. That's, that's all Yeah. Good. So we have um, covered a lot of topics, um, a lot of subtopics within the overall. To bring it back, um, we are trying to um, make people, I'm not trying to make people aware, like awareness is everywhere. But try to um, be um, more intentional with the decisions you make regarding what goes into your body, um, regarding how you treat your body. Um, and going back to 1 Corinthians 6, 19, um, um, treat your body like you're renting it and eventually you have to, have to give it back. And I'm pretty sure if you were borrowing your neighbor's lawnmower, I don't think you would throw your neighbor's lawnmower down the nearest hill and then give it back to him. No, it's not how he wouldn't accept it. He would probably tell you to place the lawnmower. And so, if you're lucky, if you're lucky yeah, so, tell you lucky. yeah, so treat uh, treat your body like it's not yours because it's not. Um, and so, um, yeah, and so uh, I, I, I think we've done a, a great, um, a, not a great, but we, we've done the most we can right now. And um, regarding this topic, and uh, 
we look forward to, to hearing from you guys soon. Thank you. Peace.